Okotov, today's staff, staff, Samach base in Baba Kamas, we went for Achenoko basis, Rolan, Sunamat, Server, Shivya. We're about the 10th line down on the page, Amarava. And no send dinners of Laisha. Now, it could be anybody, but uh, the Farsham say, why did it say Laisha? It could have been a man, too. Just means that usually it's a man gives money to a woman, maybe to marry her for whatever reason, but it, it's some, it doesn't have to be Laisha, it could be anybody. And also, a man gives a, a golden dinner. To a woman, he told her, he's sorry, Bo. be careful with it. It's made out of silver. Be careful with it. Now, it was really gold. Gold's worth more than silver. So if she damaged it purposely, she has to pay the full amount. Even though he told her, it's silver, be careful. Why, why did you damage it? I asked you to watch it, to guard it. I deposited it with you. You were going to guard it for me. Why did you, on purpose, you went and you damaged it? She has to pay the full value, even though he said it's made out of silver, but she damaged it on purpose. And here's an important Rashi. Rashi in the narrow lines, about five, six lines down in the narrow line, says, It's not like the case we had above, a few lines above at the end of yesterday's stop, where we learn on this page that if a person lends somebody a field to stack their wheat, their, wheat, their grain there, and uh, he said, you can, you can uh, not their wheat, uh, you can stack your barley. And he stacked wheat. And we said over there, he only has to pay for the barley, because that's what I told you about. The Mavra Lamazak Yudam. Here he says an interesting thing. The other day we saw that Isho Mishum Chetzio, that when you light a fire, that's like throwing an arrow. It's like shooting an arrow, shooting a gun. It's your koach, Nafkamina would be then it's not like your animal that went and did damage because your animal doesn't have to pay. Uh, whereas if you shot an arrow or lit a fire and hurt somebody, you have to pay. So there we saw that lighting a fire is similar to shooting a gun. It's your action. But here we say that it's not exactly the same because in that case where I lent you a field to pile to make a pile of barley and you and you put a pile of um, wheat, which was more expensive, and it burnt down, I only have to pay for the sorin. Mavir burning is not damaging with my hand. Now we just said that isho is mishum chetzio, right? We saw that it's like it's like your arrow. So is your fire like your action or not? Well, the difference apparently is if you want, if you don't say it's good of mandamrim is that, yeah, fire is like shooting an arrow, shooting a gun. It is your action which caused it, but it's not like you're physically taking it with your hands and destroying it like this woman did. This woman took a coin and destroyed it physically with her hands. Rashi goes on to say, When you burn, it's not you're actually doing it with your hands. You're negligent. The fire went out by itself, meaning, yeah, they, it's like it's like you know shoot dropping a bomb, shooting an arrow, doing something like that. It's your action, but it's not directly the work of your hands. It's not the same as breaking something with your hands. So there's the difference there that Rashi's making that that uh, fine fine tuned difference. So here he says, if you he gave her a coin and he said he gave her a gold coin and he said, look, uh, it's made out of silver. If she damaged it on purpose, she has to pay full value of the gold. We should have to tell him, "My why did you dam? Why did you on purpose? Why did you purposely damage it?" Pasha, but if she was negligent, she just didn't guard it properly. She'll miss her cash. She pays cash. If the Amalekah, she could say to him, "The two of the Kaspa can be a lie." 
I guarded it, you know, with uh, silver. Silver's worth a lot less than gold. So I had just uh, one of the kids uh, guarded it, you know, a young kid, a 15-year-old. I didn't have a uh, drinks uh, guard with a gun and all that in there. I only had a minimal guard. She said, I guarded it for silver. The Davalo Kabila, I didn't agree to guard a, a, a golden one. Say a golden one's worth $1,000. I agreed. I wouldn't agree to to um, guard something that expensive. So when you gave me a gold coin and you say, be careful with it because it's silver. I guarded it for silver, not for gold. So the difference would be if I damage her, she damaged it on purpose. You have to pay the full value. If she damaged it by being careless and not guarding it, not taking the proper precautions, she only has to pay for the silver. You just said this. You just said this in the name of Rava. Amar Rava, he said. So Rav Mordechai said to Ravashi, you learned it in the name of Rava. I was able to deduce that same halacha from the price that we just had above about lending your field. Chitin, it says, if I lend you my field to pile up barley, and you piled up wheat and covered it up with barley, or the reverse, with barley covered up with wheat, you only have to pay for the sarum. The owner of the field who says, you can make your pile here, you can say, listen, I only guarded it for barley, which is worth a lot less. I only had a minimal guard, a minimal precautions. She can also say, just like you said, I didn't accept, I wasn't going to guard it wheat. I didn't know it was wheat. Wheat's a lot more expensive. I wouldn't have, uh, I didn't, I didn't have enough guards to guard the wheat. I had a guard. I guarded it with enough, uh, enough of a degree to cover uh, barley. And maybe today you'd say you only insured it for, for barley, not for wheat. The same way I guarded it for the silver, she could say, and not for the gold. Amarav. So Rav says like this, Shamus Milsad Rav I heard something that Rav said. I'm not sure what it was. I heard something, some new Kiddush that they said in the name of Rav Yudah. Now, Rav was the one who said that your Chayiv Eish is Chayiv on Tumun, that if you light a fire and it goes to somebody else's yard, you have to pay even for what's hidden. So Shmuel said to Rav, whose name was Abba, or they called him Abba out of respect, Abba, you don't know what uh, they said in the name of Yehuda. Yehuda is the one who says that you have to pay for hidden things in a fire. Right? If you light a fire, you're not only responsible for what's exposed, but even for what's hidden. I'll tell you the halacha that they said in Yehuda's name regarding this. They made a takana, like the takana for a nigzel, a person whose items were stolen from him. Also in the case of fire. What do we mean by that? Minat Torah, any shvur that you take, is to absolve you of responsibility. I swear that I wasn't negligent and I'm not going to pay. Uh, I swear that motive um, makes us right. I motive. I owe you the other part. I owe you. You told me I owe you hundred dollars. I say I owe you twenty five, and the other seventy five. I swear that I don't owe you. You swear in order to absolve you of payment or responsibility. You don't swear to collect. However, the rabbi said there are certain cases when you do swear to collect. For example, um, a, a, a manager, that's not like today when everything is computerized. In those days, a man had 100 workers out in the field. Comes Friday or whatever, the end of the month, he had to pay them. So uh, if, uh, if, a, uh, if one of the workers says, I didn't get paid, he, he swears and collects the money. Why? Because the owner is paying 100 people. He doesn't remember who he paid, who he didn't pay. He could get confused. But the man himself was supposed to be paid. He knows he didn't get any money. It's more likely that he knows. Therefore, he can swear to collect. That's only drabbanan. Another halacha they said, if a man said that uh, something was stolen from me, we don't know how much it was, 
Rashi, take a look at Rashi about 10 lines from the bottom of the page in Rashi. Who swears to take money, not to absolve themselves? A sachir, like I just said, a worker, a hired worker. The same way, the nigzel swears, how much was taken? We know this guy stole, right? The guy stole. We have, Adam saw this guy taking money out of my house, and he saw him. How much? How much we, how much, how, how are we going to know? So he, can see, he swears how much he took, and the, rabbi, the rabbis believed him too. It's a special uh, uh, shvua that you take take money out. The same way, Rabbi Yehuda says, listen, you started a fire and you burned down my field. You know what? Under the stack there, I had my wallet and I had some valuables there. Well, how are we going to know how much was there? It was all hidden anyway. It's burnt up. He can also swear and collect. That's the point. That also, takona, the same takona, the same reform that we did for a person whose stuff was stolen and we believe him with a shvur, the same way with a fire. Persons believe to say, according to Buddha, he believe to say, listen, this is what I had hidden underneath the stack or underneath the, whatever it was, hidden stuff. That's boy, that's that he's believed there to according to Buddha. We don't pass on Buddha, but that's um well he says here also to kind of sneaks up the if you go like Buddha, I don't think you pass him like Buddha. Okay. Um now Masor is an informer. Somebody informed on me to the uh, authorities. They said, you know, I have all this uh, money. I owe taxes or whatever it was. Now, he didn't directly cause the damage. He just informed on him. So would you make it to cut a nixel there too and he could swear to take money out from the informer because the informer cost him this law so low. I'll leave it on the low Garmi. Garmi is like uh, Grumma but grama is very indirect. It was an indirect damage. Here, caused the damage. I didn't do it via dayim. The person who informed on you, uh, or Kumar talks about later on, let's say a best that made a mistake, uh, they didn't really take the money out literally, but they obviously caused it. That's more of a direct cause. Here, the masor, some informer, informed on the, uh, you know, the, the goyim were trying to take um, unreasonable taxes, and they were trying to find stuff that people had in their hidden away for the Jews. And this guy went and informed them. He says, yeah, I know Chaim Yankel over there has got a lot of money. He's got some diamonds, whatever. And because of that, the guy took away his money. That's pretty much of a direct cause, right? That's called Garmi. Because if you, if you don't know that in Garmi, that you can't, if since the man himself, the informer, did not take the money himself away from the Jew. So if you don't hold that, we can't just because he was Moser does not mean it's 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 considered indirect and you can't make a claim. El Kitty Boyloch, Alibi the Manda Omar, the one who says that when you're when you indirectly caused it, but it was more direct than Brahma, because you caused it, you were like informed on him or you poskined against him and it was a mistake. In a case like that, also to kind of sneaks of Bamasor. So the one who says that what, that you can make a judgment like that, we have a judgment against somebody who caused you this indirect damage. It's pretty direct because he informed on you, but he didn't physically take it himself. So if you hold that, also, if a man informed on me, I can make a ton of contact. I can swear how much he, I, my loss was because of his informing on me. The Mishtaba Bashaki can swear and take the money out. Oh, no, that's the question. According to the one who holds that, when, when you cause me, Pretty direct damage, but not physical. You didn't physically take it. Uh, you could you could make a judgment against him. 
Did they also make this halacha that when a person informed against me, I could swear how much my loss was and take it or not? That question stands. A man kicked somebody else's money box, like a safe. Shadyei and it uh, went into the ocean, went into the river. He kicked it, kicked it, and went into the into the into the river. So what we call a total loss, a total loss, right? Lost all the money. Asamari, the owner came. Omer haki baki This much, this is much money I had in the. Uh, this is what I had in the uh, in the safe. He cost me this loss. Yosravashi became Yosravashi said to investigate this matter. What do you say over here? Do you just say that wealthy owner? Of the safe says, This is how much I had a thousand dollars in there. Um, can he collect? Is this not the same as our mission? Our mission said that even though the Chacham say what that you're not high of untamun if you let a fire, if I burnt down your house, I got to pay everything that's in this because people believe stuff about them. They, they have stuff in their house. You can't say it was hidden because all the windows were closed, the shades were down, you couldn't see it's all hidden. People have stuff in their houses. That's what houses are. You got beds, you got chests of drawers, you got appliances, you got all kinds of chairs. So people keep stuff in their house. So there, even Ravana Ramoda, that if you burn down somebody's house, you got to pay for the contents as well. So is this not the same thing? That when you kick the safe into the ocean, into the water, and uh, it's got, it's gone, can he not swear about that and say how much people keep stuff in safes? That's what safes are for. People don't put their dishes and their food in the safe. They keep valuables in there. If he was asking for cash, yes. That's what people put in safes. They put cash in there. If he was asking for money, you're right. Then he could swear and say how much money it was and, and claim it. Here's He says that he had jewels in the safe, not money. Mine. Would you say that people keep jewels in safe boxes? Today, I would say they do, right? But in that time, that safe box that he had obviously was not bolted into the ground because somebody came along and kicked it. It's more like a money bag, you know, that uh, people keep like some sort of a, uh, a satchel or something that he kept money in, uh, a box of some sort. Mimanche inish magnesium except the people keep the jewels in there or low. Take that question stand. So if it's something that's normally kept in the safe and the guy threw out the safe, yeah, you gotta pay for what's in it. You believe me when you say, listen, it's like an so you stole it from me, you gotta pay what's in there, even though it's hidden, but people keep stuff in there. What happens if a man seems to make an outlandish claim? You burnt down my house. You know what? I, that's why they have. That's why they have. You know, uh, people who come around shamayim. You know, uh, assessors to have a list of what's in your house for the insurance company. That's before it gets burnt down. But they didn't have that in those days. So you burnt down somebody's house, and the guy whose house burned down. Oh, I had silver. You know, I, you know, I you know, had silver. I had, and I had a lot of silver cups and stuff like that. Inami. Uh, so, so I'd rather so. Um, so talking to Kesem Biramai. What's the halacha? Man says, listen, I had silver stuff and I had very expensive things in there. On Malay Chazina, we check it out. If he's a wealthy man, this like a wealthy man would normally have silver cups. Yeah. Or he's a trustworthy person. People deposit stuff with him because he's a trustworthy person. So it's like, even if he's not rich himself, people leave things with him. So it's possible that there are silver cups there. Mishtab, then he could swear what he had there. He could get us a Give him a list. He swears that he had all these. Shuckle, he takes money. The 
be low, but if he's not wealthy or people wouldn't give stuff to him, he's a poor man. I said, I had silver and gold in there. We don't believe him. Malcolm says he's not believed. What's the difference between a Gazan and a Hamsan? Rashi, Farshim say, not, not we're talking about the Psukim, because in Psukim they can mean the same thing, but in the Lush of the Chachamim, what's between a Gazan and a Hamsan? A Hamsan is a person who forcibly takes it, but he gives you money for it. He gives you money for it. The Gazan just steals it. The Hamsan pays, uh, you know, he gives you money for it and steals it. Gazlan, lo yov dami. Gazlan doesn't give money. Amale, e yov dami. If he pays for it, Hamsan, of course, you call him Hamsan. Amra, Abun, Abun said, yeah, we'll have this uh, later on. Taluya, Vizavin, Zvina, Zvina. If they forced him to sell, they hung him up and said, you know, you don't, you want to die or you're going to sell this to me. It's a good sale. So how do you say that uh, he's called a ham, he's called a Hamsa just because he paid for it? He said, sell it to me. They paid him for it. It's a good sale. He's called a Hamsa. He, he said, if you force somebody to sell, that's a good sale. Why would you call that a Hamsa? It's Lokashi. Where in the plea was Avon Zvinasanis where they forced him to sell, but then he agreed. Okay, 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 I'll sell it to you. Then he agreed and he took the money, it's a valid sale. The Hamsan is a person who steals and he pays for it, but you didn't agree to the sale before he just took the money and ran and, and took your item and, sold, and stole it. That's when the Hamsan goes. Says the Mishnah Namid Bayes, get Shatsum Tahasapadish. Blacksmith or anybody is uh, banging with a uh, hammer and a spark flew out. Well, that's pretty direct. You know, sure, he didn't mean for it to fall, but it went out in your direct actions, like shooting a gun, uh, starting a fire, arrow, whatever. That's also, that's obviously, the spark flew out. What did it do? It burned stuff down, right? That's the whole point. The spark went out, and it burned down his uh, pile of grain, whatever. Behisik, you'll have to pay. Gummo, this case we had several times before. Gummo, show you a Tom Fishman. A man was walking along with his camel, and he overloaded it. When he was passing through the Rishus Rabbin, there was so much uh, flax or linen uh, stored on the back of the camel that some of the some of the flax uh, found its way into the store, right? Because it was overloaded. So as he walked by the uh, the door, it, some of it was was went inside the uh, store. Bunny, and it lit a fire. The, uh, the flax caught fire from the uh, candle of the Hanbani in the store. And then the camel went on, and with that fire on his back, he burnt down a house. Obviously, it was unintentional, but that's how he did it. Because he overloaded the animal. He was one who took fire. In other words, he was walking with Shusarabim, but his flax went into a Shusayachid. So it's like he took a torch in there, and he, lit, and he lit, it didn't do it on purpose, but he's responsible for it. And he's high to pay. In the Bani there, because let's say though the Khanbani put his lamp outside the store in Rishus Rabbim, then the Khanbani high because he put it's like uh, it's like a uh, bore. He put a obstacle in Rishus Rabbim. Rabbiuda says if it was an air Hanukkah which people leave outside for for uh, for Sumanisa, then you're potter. But we don't pass it like Rabbiuda. Amar Rabina, Mishmeid Rabbi no, you see here in Rabbiuda. Since Rabbiuda says near Hanukkah is potter. In other words, if the Chanbani stuck his fire outside mm-hmm. then, uh, and uh, the, the Chanbani is potter, which means that the Baal Gamal is higher, um, since, since you see you see from Rehuda that near Hanukkah mitzvah and Nechat Tepetoch HaSar, you have to, the mitzvah is to keep it within 10 Fachim of the ground. Why? So if you're allowed to keep the fire even above 10 Fachim, why do you say near Hanukkah is potter? 
If you're leaving your if you're leaving a fire near Hanukkah outside, you should have left it much higher than any truck or in this case camel can reach. So there would it would have been out of harm's way. Uh you should have left it higher up, higher than the camel and the camel's rider. You should have done that. Since since Rabbi says your potter for near Hanukkah period, doesn't say that should have left it on top. The reason he couldn't give that solution, say, why didn't you have the fire higher than Air Hanukkah, is because the mitzvah must be to be Vitochasara. That's what Rav Ravina says. You see that he holds that the Air Hanukkah and the mitzvah step within 10 Tvachim Ligam. I'm reading more so that's no proof. Look, you can even leave the Air Hanukkah higher than 10 Tvachim. What are you saying? Well, if that's the case, he should have left it. Why do you say that the owner of the store left an Air Hanukkah outside? Is Potter, he should have left it at a higher distance, higher uh, height, higher than the height of the Gomel together with this rider. Given the mitzvah, Gossik, uh, since he's Malvin mitzvah, the Rabbanan didn't bother him to make a, he'd have to get a some sort of a platform or some sort of something for the Ner Hanukkah to sit on high above. He's in the middle of a mitzvah, the Rabbanan didn't ask him, it's Mr. Rabbanan. Rabbanan didn't, uh, did, did not impose on him uh, the extra toil of uh, having to place it on a higher distance. Omar of Kana, Darshan Nasmar ben Yumish made Rav Tanka as long as you're about Ner Hanukkah. Ner Hanukkah shenichal amalami esrimam. If he had it higher than twenty amas, uh, that means in a, in a house, not in an apartment house where people are a hundred stories high anyway. But if you have it higher than twenty amos, sulitz pasul kesuka ukamavu, like the halach of sukkah, because uh, and and like a mavu, a mavu on Shabbos. When it comes to Shabbos, because you don't notice that if the if the uh, the, the crossbeam on top is higher than twenty amas, you don't see it, so it doesn't it doesn't have the tzura of a source of pesach. Same thing with the sukkah. What's the reason why a sukkah if it's higher than twenty amas? It's no good if the schach is higher than twenty amas, because then the shade is not you're not being shaded by the schach, you're being shaded by the walls because the walls are so high. Well, the same thing over here by near Hanukkah, not for the same reason. But the same idea that if it's higher than 20 amas, people don't see it. There's no persuminisa. And the whole reason for near Hanukkah outside is for persuminisa, so you wouldn't see it. That would be if it was like all one-story houses, you know. But when people have apartment houses and there's 100 stories high and they have it in their window, there is persuminisa, so then that would be okay. Hanukkah, as that ends the sixth parak, and now we begin what's considered usually to be the hardest parak in, Babakama Marube, right? which simply means more. But this is a lot of Torah in this and yeshivas, they, this is considered a very difficult parent. Uh, so let's start off by saying, what are the rules of ketol? We know that if you bur- burgle something, if you burglarize, you got to pay double. What's the idea there? That if you show that you're more afraid of man than of, uh, of God, if you if you just stole something, you stole it in broad daylight, the guy saw you, that's gesel. you got to return to gesel. There is no incarceration for in, in the Torah for these kinds of things. Incarceration came much later, jail and all that came. The rabbis instituted that modern thing. But in those days, you had to return it. If you burgled something, you stole something, you burglarized, you got to pay back double. The Pasuk says you pay capo. What's the reason for that? Because the idea is that you should lose what you wanted him to lose, right? You he, you stole $100 from him or a, or a shore that was worth $100. And you got to pay back not only the shore, but you have to lose also. If you just pay back what you stole, you didn't lose anything, right? You're not punished effectively. 
there's no deterrence, as we'd say today. You haven't deterred anything, right? It's called proportional punishment, that's all right. KFO is where you, you get a loss too. That's the only way to stop people is by causing them a loss. Know that if you're going to burglarize something, not only will you not gain what you stole, but you're also going to lose something. All right, we're getting on. Maruba minus Tashlam, make minutes now. So you pay Kefo. What is Tashlam Arba Bachamisha? Tashlam, the Pusik says that if you uh, stole an animal, Pusik says in uh, the end of Parakhapal um, and Shmoski, if you steal a shore or a set, that means if you stole an ox or a uh, goat or a uh, sheep and you shefted it or you sold it, even though somebody else was involved, you could have instructed somebody to sheft it for you, you're still chayim. Or if you sold it, sold, selling it involves obviously another person. You can't sell something to yourself, that's not a sale. In order for there to be a sale, there has to be two parties. Okay, you did that. So you got to pay five times the owner, not capo, five times. For the shore, you pay five times. For the zone, you pay uh, for the you pay four. That's a special law in the Torah, right? Now, if you find it in the hands of the God, okay, you haven't, he hasn't shechted it or or sold it, and he pays double. Now, the double is part of the four and five. So if you stole something, not burgled it, you stole a guzzle something, there is no dollar behavior. Because kefel is 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 the double, and then you add on more three times for the uh, for the shore, and two times more for the set. So the, you have you have dalit behay is is includes kefel. That's the idea. Includes the kefel. You stole, you burgled it, you burglarized it, you pay double. If in addition to that you also shefted it or sold it to somebody, you pay four or five dalit behay. Okay, so that's the basic idea here that you have to understand. Now, when else, when also, when when is there also a loch of kefal? When you burglarized it, not by coming in the middle of the night, but you were given it to watch. Somebody said it to you to guard it. You're a shomer. And you claimed it was burglarized from you. It turns out you were the burglar. You kept it. You also pay kefal there, too. There's also kefal dalvei. So we say over here, the Mishnah says, Maruba midas tashlami kefal midas tashlami to Kefal applies in more cases than Dalad Behay. Isn't it? It's pretty obvious why. Dalad Behay is only for a sure set, right? Uh, inanimate object, animate objects, or inanimate objects. Kefal, you pay for anything. I stole your shirt, stole your wallet, stole your car. Pay Kefal. If I burglarize it, I got to pay Kefal if I'm caught. Uh, of course, if I'm Moda, Moda with Kanas is Potter. If I came on my own. But if Adam came in Mermachai, I mean, I pay double. It's only for sure and You got to pay four and five. Ain't enough. Okay, so that's so. There's more cases where there's kefo than when there's dalvet. Dalvet is only sure percent. Kefo applies on anything. Let's say somebody burglarized it from a burglar. Burglar stole it. You have to pay capable. But somebody burglarized it from him. So does he have to pay capable? No. Ain't a gun vachagana vishantashlo me capable. Why? Because the Pusk says in Parakhafe's Pusk Bob, it says, Vaguna Mesishir, we're talking about uh, uh, Shmira, but there are also the Shmira, the Shamachinim, also gets involved if it's Tawintanis Ganav. If he claims Ganav, he could also pay capable. So they're talking about Shamachinim, but if he's Vaguna Mesishir, if he's stolen from the man, the owner, 
right? If he's a, if he's the guard, he's like the owner at that point. Or if he stole it from somebody and then shechted it or sold it also, he doesn't pay Tashlomi Avraham So those are the differences there. So we say Tashlomi Kefal applies in more cases than Dalvei. And then Gonev Ahargana doesn't apply for Kefal or for Dalvei. Says the Gemara, What about this? I just said that Kefal applies whether you burglarize it or whether you claimed after you were guarding it that it was stolen from, that it was burglarized from you. So there, this kefal, what maybe, is there dal behay there too? He doesn't say that there's a difference. He says the difference between kefal and dal behay is that kefal applies to all items, dal behay is only on shore, shore beset. Why don't you also say that tashlum kefal applies not only for a Ghana, but also for a towing time as Ghana. If you claimed it was burglarized from you when you were authorized and only to guard it. That's only for a Ghana, not for a towing time as Ghana. Loktani didn't say that. So there is another Messiah of Chiyabaraba. This is a since he didn't make that difference. The Gemara is assuming that since he didn't make a difference between Kefal and Dalbe, say. Not only is there a difference about Kefal applies to all items, and Dalbe only applies to Dal to Shor Baseb. Why don't you also say Kefal applies even for towing Tainas Ghana, who claimed it was stolen, and Dalbe doesn't apply to Ankanza. Since he didn't make that difference, it's a proof of Chiyabaraba, it's a Messiah of Chiyabaraba, if something was handed over to you, deposited with you, you're a shomer, and you claimed it was burglarized from you, you pay kefal, and if you slaughtered or sold it, meaning that towing tanis ganav is the same as a ganav, whether it's for a kefal or for dal behay. Either way, you're high this in, because the mission didn't make that difference. Since the mission didn't make that difference, that shows that there is no difference. Dal behay or kefal applies both to towing ganav as it does for ganav. Some say In other words, the towing time is gone up, but you pay kefal, and if you stole, if you claim it was burglarized from you, and then you you were caught shechting it or, or selling it, you pay dal the hay. The more says it's not necessarily a proof from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah doesn't talk about that. Nikani ain't bay. That I wish to say there is no difference between Kefal and Dalbe, except Kefal applies to everything in the world, every item in the world, and Dalbe only applies to the Shorbaseh. But that's the only difference. Didn't say that's the only difference. Maybe there are other differences. Maybe our mission would also hold that the difference is that towing time is kind of applies to Kefal, not Dalbe. Ain't bane. Doesn't say Miktani ain't bane. Marubukani. It says <coughs> there are more cases of Kefal than there are of Dalbe. The obvious one being. Kefal applies to all items. Dalbe only applies to Shor Baseh. Ton of Ashari, maybe left other items too. Maybe Arkana would also say that Ton Tanis only pays Kefal, doesn't pay Dalbe if he stole it or if he uh, sold it for burglarized or, or uh, sold it or uh, shechted it. Maybe our Mishnah wouldn't know that you can. There's no solid proof from our Mishnah. Maybe our Mishnah didn't say, didn't give an all encompassing and say the only difference between Kefal and Dalbe is that Kefal applies to all items and Dalbe doesn't. Maybe there are other differences too, like in the case of Tony Tanis Ghana. How do we know? How do we know we said that Shemitah Sashomi Kefal and Agus on all items, all items, not only not only uh, animals, but on the I'll call the Pesha. Now, this posting I'll call the Pesha is in Parakhaf Bays, right? It's in Parakhaf Bays. Pasik Hay. I'll call the Pesha. This is talking really about a person who was given an item to watch, and then he claimed uh, it was stolen from him, right? Uh, this claim it was stolen from him. 
says there, I'll call Dvar Pesha. That's a klal. On anything. Anything. I'll show a chamor, I'll sell Salma. Shor chamor or a se, right? Shor chamor se, Salma is a, an, a, an article of clothing. Prat, there's individual items that are mentioned. Those are specifications. Shor chamor se, Salma, those are individual things. I'll call a veda on anything that was lost. Right? It was lost. Now, if you're simply a Shomachinam, you are really not responsible for Ganev and Aveda. But here it's speaking about where you claimed it was stolen from you. What are the rules of Kalaparapal? It's like the Prat. What are these items? Shor, Hamor, Seh, Salma, what are they? They're double that's movables. We go for mama and they're worth money. Like they're worth money. All of them are, I've them anything that's movable and is worth money. Yatsu, what does this exclude? Yatsu, Karkash, and Karkas not movable. So therefore, there is no kathal on that because that really can't be stolen. Yatsu, Avadim, Shukhsakas, Avadim, if you steal an Eviknani, you also don't pay kathal or Dal, the Sulian of Dal, but there's no kathal there. Why? Because they're Mukash to Karka. Eviknani is like Karka because it says, Yisnachatam Asam, the Benecham Acharechem. Yatsu starts including a star. The document itself, even though it's moved by Ingram, it's not worth money. It doesn't have any intrinsic value to it. It's simply a document with which you could collect money, but it doesn't have money itself. You know, it's a hegdish, and also if it excludes hegdish, you don't pay care for that, because it says, when you claimed it was stolen, you were a shamachinam. And uh, if you just said it was stolen from you, and it, that's the truth, and nobody contra contradicts you, you're potter. But if indeed it was it was uh, burglarized, if, if indeed you stole it yourself, then you pay kefo. And it says the reyeu. So reyeu excludes kefish. So that's what it excludes. So the idea here is, how do we know that kefo applies to all these items? Because it says, shor hamor says salma. So <clears throat> just like uh, those are uh, things that are gufa mama and metalful, anything that's like that, uh, excluding karka, aveknani, shtaros, and hegdish. Ima prat, the Gemara goes on, ima prat, before four lines from the bottom of the page in the Gemara. Ima before Dovashan Lassu Matame, the Magamasa. Wait a minute. Shor Hamor are animals who, when they die, the Vela, when they are carcasses, the Matame, when you touch them or carry them. Maybe it also means only animals in which, when they die, they're in a Vela, is Matame, Magamasa, Matame, Abo Ofoslo, maybe not birds. Birds we had before, not Matame, Magamasa. Right? So maybe birds aren't included. Maybe you wouldn't pay cave when you stole somebody's bird. Well, me must summer up. Can you say that? But Salmaxin, it says even a garment, even a garment. So anything, it doesn't, it's the garment, you can eat anything. We're talking within the category of animals. Begodim is begodim. That's clothing, right? Clothing, material, things like that. But we're talking about the animals, maybe animals. We're talking about animals, maybe only ones that are in the Maybe birds without be included. Because when you have here a klal prat uklal, and the prat is really four things that are mentioned, each one is is darshan like an individual klal prat uklal. Rashi brings down because we're going to have that chispio later on. It's going to mention this later on on the page that we're going to have another klal prat uklal. Not only this klal prat uklal called varpesha, but there's another klal prat uklal here also mentioned. Uh, and there you when there's several items mentioned, you, the kalpar goes on each one. So therefore, maybe only animals that are matam bagamasa below for slow. No, you can't you, you can't exclude ofos. Because if if you would only want to include, uh, wanted to exclude birds, you would only say one of them. Why did it say shor hamor se? Why did it say all that? Just say one of them. 
right? He says, no, you can't say one prop. Why? Which one are you going to say? We had a similar remark to this before. Which one should Hashem have said? If Maybe you're only high of Kato on what? Items which can be brought, animals which can be brought to the Mizbeach. Like shore, shore, which animals? Shore, set, and, and, and shore, set, and A's, right? right? Only those animals, shore, shore, A's. Maybe only animals that are brought to the Mizbeach. Uh, animals are not brought to the Mizbeach. So say Chamor, which can't be brought to the Mizbeach. Only animals that their firstborn male is as Kedusha, like a Chamor, and like Shore also, but not animals like a Tzvi or Ayal or other ones. Other, you know, Chayos would not be included, right? So therefore, it says Shore to tell me, okay, to include other ones also, right? But still, maybe we don't know about birds. You're right. So Shore would come to include even animals that are not Kedush B'chorah, right? If I only say Shore, I think only animals are going to Mizbeach. So it says Chamor, but if we only say Chamor, I would think only answer Kadosh Bechara. Kamash one, we had the additional language sort. Selamli, why did it say Se? Shmami also to bring bird to include birds because it says Se, right? Beima lasi ofus Torah, but a Se is still uh, a, a a goat or a sheep is still a kosher uh, a kosher animal. So maybe it only includes kosher birds. Beima lasi ofus Torah, kosher birds. There's 24 kosher birds, uh, 24 non-kosher birds mentioned in the Torah. All other birds are kosher. There's only 24. So, uh, birds don't have simonim. It's not like we have a simon. You know, we, the simon that we, the rabbis darshan. But in the Torah, you know, animals have to have, chew their cut and split hooks. Fish, they have to have fins and scales. By birds, it doesn't say the simonim. It just says these 24 are no good. You like ostriches are no good, right? Those are trade. Everything else is kosher. Our problem is we don't know. We don't know what's what. We can't define them. So we. that's why we have some people don't eat turkey because they didn't have a Kabbalah for that, whatever. We don't, we're not sure what the what the animals are. But the point is maybe it only only kosher birds go into the claw of Kefal, etc. Tony Downs got pay Kefal, right? Domita said, which is a kosher animal. And what? And which ones then? Maybe only kosher birds are Matamu got my base of Leah. Kosher birds, when they're in the Vela, they're not Matamagamas, but they're Matami in your throat. Some if you put it in your throat, they're Matami you. Only kosher birds. Avalofus to me, but non-kosher birds, let's say an ostrich or something that we know is not kosher. Avalofus to me, less butuma, there's no tum at all there. The lomatamagarama basically, they're not metamagasvia. Lo, maybe, maybe if you stole somebody's ostrich and then you uh, you wouldn't have to be careful for that. Or if it was given to you guarding it and you claimed that it was uh, burglarized for you, then from careful. The answer is call ribuya. It says, I'll call the varpesha. Call the varpesha. That's an a- amplification to include everything. So because of call we had a similar remark to this whole thing before. Wherever it says call, that includes everything. In other words, cloud protocol, a generalization, a specification, generalization includes more. A call is even more amplified, includes even more. It says call includes even all kinds of birds. So wherever it says call is a ribuya, but gotta be miser, a miser shady. When you have to bring your miser shady money to your Call there it says call because they shouldn't bechal prat. We don't darshan it as a amplification, including anything you can buy, any any food you want. The tiny we learn asata kesef. You take the money, like you know, you have your meiser sheni produce in Tel Aviv or Haifa. You got to bring it to shulaim, so you transfer the kedusha into money. You bring the money to shulaim and you buy food there. What do you buy? Whatever your heart desires. That's a cloud. Anything. Then it says babaka b'tzona v'yad v'shecher. It's got to be animals, wine, shecher, prat. That's it. 
that's the specification. And anything that you want, because of a call, then we have another generalization. It's got to be like the my problem for is pre pre What does that include? It's got to have parents, right? It's got to be a pre from a pre, and it grows out of the ground. That consider, that's considered animals to grow out of the ground. They get the nourishment from the ground. So it excludes, we said, water and salt and um, um, truffles and uh, um, uh, what's the word? Kamea uh, and Kamea. What's the English word for that? Uh, can't think of the English word. Remain in pitrio, pitrio. Mushrooms, 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 and truffles. Uh, different kinds of mushrooms. They're considered to grow out of the ground. They consider to grow in the air. I don't know if that's really today. We know that that's that's the halacha today. But anyway, it's got to be something that grows out of the ground and has parents, like fruit. You know, fruit grow from a tree. They have their seeds and all that has parents, meaning it comes from something else. In bilakarka, af kol prima bilakarka. So. The same thing, it includes that. So what are we saying? It's got to be like the product. And we don't say it includes everything. You don't say, it says here, anything you want, but yet we limit it to things in the cloud of product that it's got to be like the product. Just like the product, Bukert, Son, Yain, and Shecher all have parents, so to speak. They come from something else. They're not just like salt or water that doesn't have parents and doesn't grow out, it doesn't come out of the ground. Uh, it's excluded. You don't say it includes everything. I mean, no. Here it says, Bichol, that's a klal. Kol is a ribuya. The word kol by itself here is al-kol devar pesha. Anything that includes more. Includes even birds. So that's his answer. Eboy saying more, I can tell you, kol is also klal. Kol could also be a klal prat. Niu, kol dehacha ribuya. Normally kol could also be a klal protocol, just like you saw by Maisha Shani. Kol is the same as bichol, and kol could be a uh, um, it could be just a cloud part. It doesn't mean everything. It doesn't be a reboy. But over here, over here, you call the hocha. This call over here is a reboy. Why? Mikdiksiv. It says mikar cloud part of cloud. It says kitein ishariyu cloud. Now the pasuk before says pasuk above, right? Pasuk ches is our cloud part. Pesha shor chamar selsama al kol asher al That's that's the second cloud part of cloud. The first one is in pasuk above in parakal phase. So there it's another call part. We have that. It says Kitin anything. Then it says Kesef Okalum, money or utensils. Prat. Lishmore to guard. So we have another call part there. So we have an extra call part of cloud. We already have our card of cloud. Therefore, the call here, I'll call is an inclusion because we already have a call part of cloud. This is also Al-Kodvar-Pesha, the first Pesach that we had, that we quoted on Amit Beis, Al-Kodvar-Pesha. That Pesach, which is Pesach Ches, two Pesach after Pesach Bav in Perakot Beis, if that, the Drush is also for, for, for a Klal Paru Klal, so what do we need it for? Why didn't just say these Pratim by the other one? Come to teach me that this is a, 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 general, a, a more, more inclusive. So therefore, we're saying now that the that the um the Pusik of that's the cloud protocol. That's the cloud protocol for specific. It's gotta be something like that, movables and all that. When it says I'll call the bar pesha on anything, that's not the call bar. I'll call anything, even birds. Uh, I'll, I'll call the bar pesha. I'll show I'll chamor, I'll sell sama, even birds. So the Gemara will go on. We'll pick it up here tomorrow. Uh, where are we? Yeah, I'll pick it up here tomorrow. Now that we said that kol ribuye, so what are the pratim for? 
if it's not if it's not a klal or pratam klal, what are the pratam for? So the pratam for is like we explained to exclude karka and shtaros etc. We'll pick it up from here. If you want us from the bottom of the page tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Have a good day, everybody.